Welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast, where hustle is out and alignment is in. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for the modern entrepreneur, and I'm here to share with you how to grow your business from the inside out. You can achieve even your biggest business goals quickly by learning to align your thoughts, actions, and energy with that which you wish to see manifest. There's literally nothing you cannot do, be, have, or achieve, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode number 29, and I'm jumping on here today. It's actually a Monday. Usually, I don't record these until Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, but I was feeling really inspired to talk about something that I've been thinking about a lot and that has been uh, coming up for me a lot and basically something that you know keeps presenting itself to me, and I think it is so incredibly key and crucial in this whole, you know, manifestation, alignment, topic, business, world, whatever, however it is that you best relate to it. Uh, when it comes to actually building a life that you are so lit up by, the thing that you're envisioning, the thing that has you press play on podcast episodes like this, and really just a huge transition that I've made over the last year where I started versus where I'm at now, and just how things have really come full circle. And I want to share it with you guys because I think it's going to be really helpful for those of you who it resonates with. So at the beginning of this year, I was I dove into my business. I'd actually started it a few months before, but I really took big action in January of 2018. And I dove in and I have basically not stopped moving since then. I've worked with a variety of different coaches. I've taken different programs. I've launched all sorts of different uh, you know, e-resources and programs myself and Facebook groups and this podcast and uh, you know, like all sorts of stuff. And there's been so much learning and growing in that process. And at the end of the day, the thing that I have been the most obsessed with, even though I'm super into, you know, all the marketing strategies and things like that, the thing I'm most obsessed with is alignment, right? Which is why I'm obviously talking on a podcast that I've called The Aligned Entrepreneur. Uh, and in case you are newer to the alignment topic or it's still something that you don't completely grasp, alignment is about being an energetic match to the things that you wish to see manifest in your life and business, right? If you're wanting to attract a lot of money, but you're feeling really broke or you're feeling in, you know, a lack mindset around money uh, and you're really stressed and you're anxious and you're worried about the money and where it's going to come from and that there isn't enough, you just cannot attract more of it because energetically speaking, whatever it is that you're putting out, you're drawing back to you. So when we reach for more money, for more success, for more clients, for whatever it is, but we're coming from a place of lack, we are not an energetic match. We are not in energetic alignment with the results that we wish to see manifest, as I said. And so they cannot find us or they can find us in small pieces. Uh, and so people that we you know, typically watch if you're, if you're following other podcasts or other, uh, maybe it's a social media influencer, or maybe it's a coach or program creator or whatever. If you're watching other people who are absolutely killing it in their business, it's because they have either consciously or unconsciously found a way to be in energetic alignment with the thing that they're asking for, which is usually more money. And it's not about how much money we want. It's about what that money can do for us, right? The type of life that we can then go and lead. So for me, being successful in this business has been about freedom. It's been about being able to 
work from wherever I want, travel wherever I want, live wherever I want, and lead the type of lifestyle that most people never get to. You know, having a lot more time freedom, having time to go and do the things that I love, having time to do things like painting and just lead a life that I absolutely love and that isn't so bogged down with a nine to five, which, you know, in today's day and age, especially if you live in North America, is much more like an eight to seven usually. Uh, And this was just not what I wanted for myself. And so I dove into building this business and it's been a very up and down year with a lot of failures and a lot of successes as well. And you have to have both. The only way you get the successes is through the failures, is through the learning, the lessons that those failures are there to provide you with. And even just using the term failure is, you know, there's a story attached there. There's meaning attached there, which I don't intend uh, because there's no failure unless you actually choose to just give up on what it is that you're working to accomplish or create for yourself. Uh, Failures, quote unquote, are really just about learning, right? We either attract what we want or the lesson that we needed to learn in order to get what we want. So it's been really up and down for me. And it's interesting now that it's December. Um, I'm gearing up for a big program launch. I, I have been sort of in promotional mode the last couple of days. And not only that, but as I've talked about on this podcast, I'm also gearing up to retire my first business, to travel for the winter, um, and to really just do a complete 180 with my life and the way that it looks. And in the next month and a half, I'm going to have a very different reality in front of me. And a lot of the things that I've been working so hard for, you know, are in the process of manifesting. And what that has brought to light in kind of seeing things come full circle. And of course, there's always bigger goals to hit. There's always bigger lessons to learn, all that kind of stuff. But in the process of seeing a lot of the things that I desired to create at the beginning of the year actually manifest or be in the process of manifesting, the thing that I continuously come back to is that what it is that we're wanting to create for ourselves whatever reality you're wishing to experience. So whether you want to be a millionaire, whether or not you just want to have some extra money to kind of loosen things up for you so that you're not so constricted when it comes to your cash flow, whether or not it's having more time with your family, whether or not it's just being able to leave a job that you're not fulfilled by, whatever it is, whichever reality you are envisioning for yourself that you are working towards creating, you want it so that you can feel a certain way, so that you get to have a specific emotional experience each and every day of your life, right? And um, the reason that this is so important to talk about is what I spend a lot of my time doing is listening to people who already have a life uh, and a business that resembles the one that I am seeing for myself, right? And what's been really apparent to me lately is how much a lot of these people who I follow talk about the fact that they're still looking for something or they're still, you know, having days and weeks and months at a time where they don't feel happy. Uh, and last week I actually watched a, a video or not a video, sorry, a documentary that's on Netflix. It's called The American Meme. And it actually follows some social media influencers, many of which who I have followed for a few years. And just sort of their documenting their journey through becoming an influencer and living this lifestyle that you know millions of people strive to live and having all the money and having all the recognition and this theme that was out that was throughout so many of their sort of stories that they shared was that they weren't that happy uh, or they had a lot of time they had a lot of days rather where they felt like there was still something big missing from them and this is sort of this theme that I've been 
focusing on, uh, not only for myself, but within the people that I follow. And I follow a lot of different people because I'm just so curious, you know, when they had their big breakthrough or when they manifested their first six-figure month or or even their first six-figure year, what was their state of alignment, right? Like what were the emotions that they were feeling that allowed that to be drawn to them? And what is their experience of it now? And in my own business, sort of the reason that this all came up for me is that in my own business, I had, when I started out, I had goals of, you know, when I hit this number per month, then I will be happy or then I will be able to leave my first business, then I'll be able to do this, that, and the other thing. Um, And then I hit that number. And it wasn't that I didn't feel good about it, but it was fleeting. It was like the second I hit, you know, my first $5,000 a month in my online business, Well, then it was about maybe happiness for five minutes, (laughs) 10 minutes maybe. And what's the next goal? Well, now it's $10,000. You know, once I hit that number, I'll feel confident. I'll feel happy. I'll be able to go and do these things and travel to these places and maybe find a bigger, better apartment or whatever it is. And then I did that. (laughs) I hit that number. And again, happiness for half a day. And then it's immediately on to the next thing. Well, I'm still looking to feel a certain way about myself. I'm still looking for this recognition. Uh, So maybe it's a $20,000 month, you know, like not that many people experience what it's like to make $20,000 in a single month. And so maybe it's that I need to experience that. Right. And then in September of this year, between my two businesses, I should say I did, I experienced, I think it was like maybe just short of that, like 18 to $19,000 that I earned between the two businesses, obviously most of it coming from my coaching business. I had a big launch going on and again, felt really great about it for like, I don't know, a half a day, uh, not more than that before realizing that I was still left wanting something more. And so even though this is on a fairly small scale in comparison to someone who makes millions of dollars, I've experienced what it's like. And so have you, by the way, because it might not be about money for you, but we've all experienced what it's like to finally get something that we really desired because we thought that we'd feel a certain way in achieving it, in manifesting it, in bringing it into our reality. So for me, the first time I experienced that was uh, earlier on in my 20s. I had always been someone that had struggled with body image issues, and I had always pictured, you know, having uh, a certain body type and, and losing 15 or 20 pounds at the time. And it was something that I really put on a pedestal. Like, I will feel so good if I could just look like this person. And I think this is something so many young women especially deal with because it's just so prevalent of, you know, you'll be happy and loved and confident when you fit into a size two or size zero jeans. Uh, And I did that. I starved myself for four or five months on and off. But uh, there was one time, I think I was 22, when I really committed to it and I lost a whole bunch of weight. And I felt good, but it was so surface level. It didn't, I didn't feel the way about myself that I had always imagined, right? And then I, of course, proceeded to put all the weight back on because I hadn't actually dealt with what was going on underneath for me at all that, you know, there was this lack of self-confidence, this lack of self-love that I thought would just be magically cured from uh, losing a certain amount of weight. And so I put it all back on. Then later in my life, I went vegan. I found a way to, you know, not starve myself and to lose weight. But I realized that it was never about that in the first place. And I realized that I could actually maintain a steady weight and feel good about myself if I first came from a place of, you know, loving myself, accepting myself. And not that that's something I've like achieved, (laughs) but it's something that I am much more familiar with and that I can generate a feeling of self-appreciation and self-love at 
at least for, you know, periods of time. And uh, so I actually wrote a whole book on that last year. I've talked about it before in this podcast about how, you know, Again, if you're looking for this outward circumstance to feel a certain way about yourself, you might be able to attract that circumstance, but it's not going to just solve this underlying way of being or this this feeling that you have about yourself because you're always going to be reaching for that next thing. Well, maybe I need to lose more. This is why I I, you know, when it comes to the weight loss thing, just because I think that that's something so many people can um attest to or relate to, which is that you get to a certain weight that you thought was going to make you happy and you don't feel that happy yet, or you don't feel the way that you would imagine. So, well, it's probably a few more pounds, right? And I got to the point where like, I was really quite unhealthy and I had issues with like my hair falling out and things like that. Um, I actually talk more about that on my old YouTube channel, which I don't post to very often, but it was a lot more about like my own relationship with my body and, um, kind of going vegan and changing the way that I felt about food and experiencing weight loss on a much different sort of a holistic level and my past history with dieting and how it had been very unhealthy. And it was because I got to a level that I thought I wanted to be, and I was really slim and I didn't feel the way that I thought I wanted to. So it must be a few more pounds, right? And I can still fall into that way of thinking if I'm not careful. But the same thing can be said about anything. We all reach for these outward circumstances. And I know this is getting a little bit long and there's actually so much more I want to talk to you, but just bear with me because I promise that this is worth it. I actually want to talk about a book that I've been reading and uh, just how transformative an idea it is that's behind this book. So I'm going to share that with you in just a second. But whatever it is that you're reaching for, I promise you that once you get there, it's not that it won't feel good. It's that It will feel good for a short period of time before you're reaching for something else. And if you're not careful, you'll get yourself into this pattern. And I think 99.9% of the population is in this pattern or in this way of living life, which is that, you know, they've got a carrot dangled out in front of them and they're chasing it forever. And even if they catch the carrot, well, guess what? There's a bigger one that's a few more meters away. So I'll start chasing that one. And We're always just looking to tick all these items off our list because of the way that we think it's going to make us feel. And the the thing is, is that we're programmed in a way to always be looking for more, um, to always be reaching for more. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not that you you are a bad person or that you're not spiritual if you're looking for more money, if you're looking for more success. Not at all. I really believe that having a lot of money can be a very spiritual thing. I believe that good people need to be learning how to make more money so that they can help more people have a bigger impact. But if you're looking for those things to make you feel a certain way, to make you finally feel happy, and you think that when you hit X, Y, or Z, you're going to just be in this state of bliss, like, you know, 90% of the time, you're in for a rude awakening. And I just ask you to look into places in your life where that's already happened for you, where you thought, once I have X, then I'll feel Y. And you got that. You got X. And maybe you felt Y for a short period of time, but it didn't last because now the X changed. The thing that you thought that you think you need changed slightly uh, or changed a lot before you get to feel why, right? So we're always chasing why. We're always chasing happiness, which is really what it's all about. It might be that you want to feel loved, you want to feel worthy, you want to feel excited, passionate, fulfilled, but all those things can be categorized under the umbrella of feeling happiness. And so what I want to like really hone in on today and what I intended this episode to be about is that you can just skip to the emotion of feeling happiness. And I listen to a ton of Abraham Hicks and I've talked about her before, them before, and I love, love, love Abraham. Um, (laughs) But 
Abraham talks all the time, and it's taken me over a year to really hear it, which is that you want what you want because you believe you'll feel better in the having of it. And then what they say is what we want you to aim for, what we want you to want is the emotion. We want you to reach for the emotion, not reach for, well, I'll feel happy or I'll feel abundant so that I can manifest the money, so that I can manifest the success, but instead just reach for the happiness itself. And when you do that, everything else will take care of itself. All the things that you've been asking for will stream into your experience. And it's taken me such a long time to really come around to this idea because when I hear someone say, but you really want us to be happy. My immediate thought is like, well, yeah, I want to be happy, but I want to be happy because I have all these things, because I have the money that allows me to travel around the world, because I'm making X number of dollars and I get the validation for being successful, right? Or whatever it is. And it's taken me this long to realize that for as long as you have this condition, any kind of condition on your happiness, you cannot get there for a very long period of time. And so what the quest really becomes about and what I am really setting my intention for in 2019, because I could have all sorts of money goals and I do, I have intentions on, you know, I want to hit this many dollars and I want to reach this many people and have these kinds of programs. I have those goals, of course, but what I'm realizing is that if those are my intentions, my sole intentions is those circumstances, then I'm just, I might hit them. I likely will hit them, but I want them because I want to feel happy and the happiness does not come from the circumstance. The happiness comes from choosing to be happy, uh, from choosing to focus on the small things in life that already bring you happiness and realizing that they are enough. Uh, And there's a great Jim Carrey quote. If you guys don't watch a lot of Jim Carrey's uh, sort of talks and teachings, I guess you could call them, on sort of spirituality and the law of attraction and all that kind of stuff. I really highly recommend it because he has so many, he has an interview with Oprah that uh, is just a great video to watch. But he has this one quote, which is that, I wish everybody could experience getting rich and famous so that they could realize that it's not the answer. And I just think that this is so powerful. And as much as you are telling yourself, I'll be X when I get Y, I promise you that it will not be enough for you when you get there. Maybe for a short period of time, but not long enough. So the book that I've been reading that I'd really recommend, I'm not finished reading it yet, but it's not a long book. It is called The Ultimate Key to Happiness. <laughs> and like, this is the kind of book that I probably, like the, just the name of it, I'm like, oh great, another like key to happiness book. But I heard a um, podcast episode featuring the author on James Wedmore's podcast, which I've mentioned before. I love his podcast. It's called The Mind Your Business Podcast. I think it's episode number 191. It's something about um, how to achieve lasting happiness or something like that. And it's with the author of a book called The Ultimate Key to Happiness. And I listened to this podcast episode and I just, it sounds so corny, but I had like tears in my eyes because it was such a profound idea that he shares in this podcast episode. And he actually shares the book for free through that podcast episode, if you want to check that out, where he talks about how, you know, this quest for happiness, what most people think it involves is releasing or getting rid of as much of the negative emotion as we feel on a daily basis as possible, right? And how this is virtually an impossible quest that the entire world is on. The reason that you want the things that you want is because you want more happiness and you want less depression or less anxiety or less fear and doubt and, you know, all those emotions that we label as being negative. And what he talks about is how you cannot escape those emotions 
Uh, because they're just part of being human and you never will. And for as long as you are working to get rid of as many of those emotions as you can, it's an uphill battle that you cannot win. And what we really need to be seeking to do is to actually change the way that we perceive experiencing those emotions. And the metaphor that he used that I absolutely loved, and it was such a like light bulb moment. And it's I've heard pieces of it in other places, but he just made it so simple in this podcast, is that when you experience a negative emotion, usually it's in response to something that's happened in your outside world, right? But when we experience a negative emotion, what we really get upset about is not the emotion itself, because it's just an emotion. It's just something that we're experiencing. It is just energy taking place within us, with this in within this inside space that we experience through meditating and you know all that kind of stuff. But it's not, it's not the emotion we get upset about. It's the story that our mind immediately attaches to it. So if you have something go on in your life, if somebody says something to you or a friend, you know, acts a certain way towards you and you experience an emotion of anger or sadness or anxiety, that's just an emotion that you're experiencing. And that's going to be there no matter what. But the thing that gets us really upset and that can turn a good day into a bad day or a good week into a bad week is that we immediately attach more than one story to it, probably a whole host of stories to it. So, you know, I, people never show up for me. I can't rely on people. I, gosh, I don't know. There's a million and one different ones. I obviously people don't want to show up for me or people don't value my time or I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. Like it can go on and on and on, right? I'm not good enough is what it all comes back to. Um, but we have a whole bunch of stories. If it's in your business and let's say you are, I don't know, promoting a new course that you've got, or even, just a free resource or something like that, and you're not getting a lot of traction. And so you're starting to feel anxious or frustrated, probably frustrated is a better way to describe it. What is the story that comes along with that frustration? Because if you could just experience frustration on its own, it's just an emotion. It doesn't have any significance. And I'm going to drill this home for you in just a second. But what is the story that you're attaching to that emotion? It's that, you know, I'm not going to be successful or nobody seems to care about what I have to say, or this is just so impossible. Um, I can't get the attention that I'm looking for. I'm working so hard and nothing's happening. And those are the stories that actually cause us to be in a negative mindset, right? It's not the emotion of anxiety itself. And the reason I say that is he uses this fantastic metaphor, both in the podcast and in the book of when you're watching a movie. So, Picture one of your all-time favorite movies. What are the emotions that you're experiencing throughout the course of listening, or sorry, of watching that movie? Well, a good movie is one that makes you feel. It's one that makes you feel not only happiness, but excitement, um, anxiety. I mean, I love like thrillers. <laughs> I like thrillers that aren't too graphic or aren't too gory, but I like like A Quiet Place. I don't know if you guys have watched that movie, but you have so much like anxiety or anticipation throughout the whole thing that it's fun. You feel all sorts of things. You might feel anger at certain characters. So you have this whole range of emotions when you're watching a movie or maybe it's reading a book for you. And those emotions are enjoyable regardless. When I'm feeling anxiety because I'm watching a movie that's scary. I'm enjoying that. That's why I'm watching it. And at the end of it, I'm like, wow, that movie made me feel so many different things. It was such an enjoyable experience. So the emotion itself is not what is making you feel less than or is not what what is having so much significant 
what's in your life or not what's having such an impact in your life. It's the story that you attach to it. So when you're watching a movie or you're reading a good book, you're not attaching any personal significance to the emotion that you're feeling. And so therefore, it's actually an enjoyable experience. So you can actually experience anxiety, experience doubt and fear and have it be enjoyable, believe it or not, as counterintuitive as that sounds. It is more than possible. And the emotion itself is just part of being human. There's nothing wrong with it. It's the story that we attach to it. So if you're feeling fear because you're watching a scary movie, you're likely enjoying it. Or at the end of it, you're enjoying it anyways, or you enjoyed it at the end of the movie. You went, wow, that was such a good movie. I was so entertained. It really took me on such a journey. I really loved that movie. Whereas if you're experiencing fear in your own life, you're attaching it all sorts of stories. Am I going to be okay? Um, am I going to be able to, if it's fear around money, am I going to be able to in, to pay my bills this month? Am I going to I don't know, on and on. There's all sorts of stories that we attach to the way that we feel. And then we assign the emotion as being the culprit. I feel anxiety today. I feel doubt today. I feel frustration today. And therefore, it's not a very good day. And I think the reason I was drawn to this podcast episode, it was actually just yesterday that I listened to it. And then I downloaded the audiobook and I've listened to most of the audiobook. It's only a few hours long. Um, but was because I was having one of those days. I was feeling anxious and it, I've been really up and down lately. I've been on cloud nine because so many exciting things are happening. And I've also been in a state of just anxiety or the unknown. And, and I talked about that a couple episodes ago of why it's that's not a bad thing. But I was in just a less than desirable state yesterday, which even that is a story, right? But it wasn't about the emotion itself, it was about the story I was attaching to it. You know, what if I'm not successful? What if this doesn't work? What if I don't hit these numbers for this next launch that I'm really counting on and wanting for myself and working towards? Um, and so in listening to this podcast and and then subsequently the book itself, I've just gotten this new perspective of something I'm really going to work to implement, implement myself, which is identifying the story as being the culprit and choosing to let go of that, right? And actually experience the emotions for what they are and not label them as being a bad thing. And I mean, truth be told, we're all looking to be happy all the time, right? That's why we want to get rid of our jobs. That's why we want to make more money. That's why we want a certain partner because we just want to be as happy as we possibly can be for as much time as we possibly can be. And it's the happiness is not there. The happiness is in being okay with the ups and downs of life and finding small things to make us happy in generating it from the inside out. And that comes from a place of learning how to experience your emotions from a very neutral place of just observing them, of releasing the story. And what he talks about in the podcast episode in the book is that, you know, this isn't something that necessarily takes hold right away. It's a practice. You work on identifying, well, what's the story that I'm telling myself here? And what am I making that mean about myself. And the more you practice that, the more you get into that mode of discovery, the more and more it starts to take hold to the point where you can experience almost any emotion and be in control of it and actually enjoy it. Actually be neutral to whether or not you're having a total anxiety attack, which is unlikely if you're not attaching the story to it. Um, because the stories are what we feel the emotion he describes it as just being an energetic state within us. We feel the emotion and then we attach all these stories and we just start spiraling downward because we experience more and more of the emotions as we tell more and more of the story. So when you can get into a habit of identifying the story and releasing it uh, before it really takes hold, then you get to just experience the emotion, whatever it is. You don't have to label it as being good or bad because those things, those are just things that you've learned. You've learned that 
depression and sadness and anxiety and fear and doubt are negative emotions. And you've learned that excitement and anticipation and uh, happiness are positive emotions. Those are just things that we've learned. So again, those are stories. (laughs) It's all stories. So we can get into this habit of not giving it any story and just experiencing the motion. And what you'll find, and I've done episodes on this before, and I really like how, you know, it's, I'm starting to kind of, uh, build out my own understanding of it. But when you experience the emotion for what it is, you'll find that it drops away really, really quickly. Cause you're not holding on to these stories that you're writing about it and bringing all that to alignment back to alignment, because in the podcast episode on the mind your business podcast and in his book, at least so far in his book, I think I've got another like 45 minutes left. Uh, He has not actually talked about like law of attraction. He mentions it here and there. He talks about, you know, attracting your reality. But he says like those things are not actually the answer to happiness and they can't be. Um, And this is what really kind of sparked this for me was reading uh, blog posts and listening to podcasts from people who have millions of dollars in their business and still experience weeks and months of not being happy and looking for more outside circumstances to fill a void that cannot be filled. And so... He doesn't actually talk about how this is going to affect your external reality when you find this place of neutrality with the emotions that you're experiencing. But I want to actually add a little bit of that to this topic, which is that when you can find a place of feeling really good all of the time or or more of the time, a lot more of the time through letting go of the significance of the story, you will then attract a reality that creates that for you. And this is kind of where my full circle thing comes from for me, which is that at the beginning of the year and throughout most of the year, I was really coming from a place in my business of once I have X, then I'll feel Y. And even when I got X, Y wasn't there for longer than you know a few hours at a time, if that. And so moving into this next period for me or this next transition, which is traveling more, which is really focusing full time on my coaching business, which is reaching for more, I'm very mindful of the fact that even though my circumstances are changing, that they don't necessarily mean happiness. And even when I'm traveling around Italy and Europe and I'm being able to focus way more on the things that I am passionate about that those circumstances don't guarantee me to be happy. And so I've been just trying to be more conscious of being happier for the little things that I already have, that I've always had. And I think had I done that from January, it might've been a very different year for me in terms of the things that I did struggle with. And again, I learned so much and everything unfolded the way that it needed to and will continue to do so. But I'm making my full priority in 2019 to just be as happy as possible and to release the stories and the significance and to be happy with what already is rather than looking for more outside circumstances to fill this void that they cannot fill. So that's what I encourage you guys to do as well is to realize that as much as it can cause resistance for someone to say the things that you want aren't going to bring you the happiness if you don't find it where you are first. Like I used to just hate, like Abraham talks about that all the time. It drives me crazy because I want these things so badly. I'm so connected to them. I have such a strong association between the circumstance that I desire to see manifest and the emotion that I want to feel as a result. That is such a strong association. That is such a strong motivator for me. And so for someone to just kind of wipe that out and say, it's not really what you want. You want to be happy and you can choose that right now. (laughs) like can cause a lot of resistance, but I'm realizing more and more how true it is. And not only how true it is, but how freeing it is to be like, I can just choose as often as possible to work towards my own happiness. And the amazing thing is, is that when you are in that state of alignment with your true self, with your 
desires anyways, because you want the things that you want so that you'll feel happy. So you can align yourself with them by getting happy right now. When you're in that state, those things are just going to flow into your existence and it's going to be so much easier. And you're going to experience so much more to be happy for because you're making that your full intention. So, you know, this is, it all comes back to like the power of now. He talks, I've, I've watched videos by uh, Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. I've never figured out how to pronounce his last name, but anyways, uh, about how, you know, you can use some of his principles to manifest, but how they'll be short-lived. And I remember reading that and being like, I don't believe that. Like, I want these things that I want, <laughs> but it's so true. It all comes back to just being present, to releasing the story, to aiming to be as happy as possible as often as possible regardless of outside circumstances and when you do that all those things that you're asking for will find you anyways right Okay, guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. More on this to come, but I encourage you just to look for small, small things today that you can appreciate, that you enjoy, whether it's that first sip of coffee, whether it's somebody you smiled at on the street. Those are small things that will bring you into a present state of happiness. And the more often you do that, the faster you're going to get all these things that you are wanting in your life. And so it's just, it's so incredibly powerful and it's so freeing to just be like, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to aim towards my, my happiness over anything else. And I know that in that state, everything else will take care of itself. Okay guys, thanks for listening. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.